0: Hi everyone, and welcome back to the Slug Club, where all things Harry Potter and mischief are managed. Thanks for joining us here on our second part of a four-part series, where we're highlighting the founding fathers of Hogwarts and some of the lesser-known details that some of you might not have known. If you haven't already gotten a chance, go back and listen to our part one of the series, where we talk about Godric Gryffindor and how much of a jerk he was. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's the way it was. It was framed in the in the last one. No, I mean, that's what I got out of it. (laughs) That was my takeaway. (laughs) But before we jump into our next part in this series, looking at our next founding father, let's give a chance to listen to our series sponsor, which has been so gracious and joining with us, partnering with our podcast. Anyways, before we jump in, let's take a look. Well, thank you, guys. Uh, We are really excited about this one. I mean, really excited. We're finally getting some recognition within the Harry Potter universe. And that's, that's huge. That's huge for us. That's a, it's a, it's a life dream for us. I mean, I know where we started off. We started off, you know, with crazy side gear out in, uh, out in Nocturne Alley. But here we are, we've got an ad this time and they've reached out to us personally. And we have an ad from, real celebrities of the Potterverse. I'm talking about the Weasley brothers. We've got an ad for Weasley's wizarding wheezes and they're, they're sending us a, uh, this big announcement that they're, uh, they're rebranding the super Weasley brothers are oh. launching a new, uh, fireworks, uh, program for, especially the 4th of July. I mean, it's so thoughtful of them to really help us Americans out with our celebration and I know that their fireworks are just top notch, legendary stuff. You They're just really asked Ballura something. So, without further ado, let's hear this offer from Super Weasley Brothers with their new line of fireworks.
1: It's me, Fred Weasley! <laughs> what? <laughs> we oh, <got> yeah, spot on. <laughs> me and my brother are happy to announce that Super Weasley Brothers are launching our Fourth of July fireworks. We may be British, but we want to help our American friends who are just a yah, a woohoo, and a yippee across the pond. <laughs> Well, you're a celebration which stockpiled our own Weasley wildfire whiz bangs. Are your neighbors trying to ruin on your parade? Oh no! Are they trying to use a vanishing charm? Oh no! <laughs> well, have no fear, with Super Weasley Brothers, our, our big fireworks the Weasley Wizard Weezes, we're producing our wildfire Weezbangs, And so, there is no way that your neighbors can stop them. If they try to use a stoning spell on our fireworks, it just makes them explode. Yippee! They try to use the vanishing charm. Well, my brother George can help with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a terrible Luigi voice. <laughs> but you may be saying, a Fred Weasley, what if they try to use a vanishing charm on my fireworks? They won't go Kapoey But... <laughs> <laughs> But we've thought of that with the Super Wizard Brothers, Wizardy Weezes. With our Weezbangs, if they're hit by a vanishing charm, they multiply by 10. Yahoo! So, to your neighbor who's trying to use a vanishing charm, you can say, Take these! Isn't that right, George? <laughs> oh, yeah! Who's number one now? Luigi. I mean, George Weasley. <laughs> <laughs> and Super Weasley Brothers Wildfire The Weasbangs, include all kinds of varieties including shocking pink Catherine wheels and fire breathing dragons that will send your neighbors going wah, 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 wah. But we also have rockets with long tails and silver stars and firecrackers but make sure that you don't have them go off in your hand because then you'll hear Usually, we sell our wildfire wheeze bangs for 9 sickles and 24 canuts. But today, if you're an American looking to celebrate the 4th of July, we sell them for 5 sickles each. So make sure that you come find us at the Weasley Brothers. Super Weasley Brothers. Yahoo! Wizarding Weezes, And then you can buy lots of fireworks. And you don't need to go to smelly places like Ohio or Indiana. (laughs) <laughs> uh-huh. So that's
0: Super Weasley Brothers Wildfire Whizbangs, you guys. I think it's a great product. <laughs> okay, so in our first part of this series, we talked about Godric Gryffindor and all of the lesser-known details about his life. In this episode, we're going to be talking about what I would consider to be the mother of Hogwarts, and that is the Hufflepuff house founder Helga Hufflepuff one hufflepuff fan goes yeah <laughs> yes finally <laughs> finally i've been waiting for this finally our time <laughs> um i hate to hate to disappoint any of the hufflepuffs out there um i did some pretty extensive research into this topic and i got to say there's not a whole lot to discuss but let's discuss what we can <laughs> Um, Honestly, so,
2: like no news is usually a sign of good news, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there, are, there are some interesting things about Helga Hufflepuff. Um, I, like I said, I, I like to consider her to be the mother of Hogwarts. Um, when you look at some of the other founding fathers who sought out students with specific criteria in mind, looking for ambition, intelligence, bravery, you have Helga sitting kind of in the back, and she just says, You know what? I will accept the students without preference. She's like the female Joe Biden,
1: you know, <laughs> with, without
0: all the creepy sniffing stuff. <laughs> you know, there's no sniffing going on. It's just.
2: Oh, or maybe good sniffing because she is known for making delicious food.
0: This right? is true. This is true. So,
2: good sniffs. That creepy Good, good sniffs. <laughs>
0: The students in her house, um, they're described to be loyal, hardworking, fair. Um, she assembled them from all different kinds of backgrounds and um, she treated them equally. Um, I, I, I think it's fair to say wh- that she was certainly maybe ahead of her time. May have been, maybe she was the first founder to accept students from non magical backgrounds. When we look at some of the other founding fathers who insisted on not taking non-magical background students, Um, Helga Hufflepuff was one of the founding fathers that said, no, 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 no. They have a place and they belong. And that's with me.
2: It's Molly uh, Weasley vibes for sure.
0: You know, I really do get the same kind of vibes. Like when I, when I was reading through all these things, I'm like, this is just Molly Weasley. I don't know. I'm sure that Helga Hufflepuff would have been welcoming the garden gnomes with open arms. (laughs) <laughs> Helga Hufflepuff maybe, maybe not have been accepting of garden gnomes but during her time at Hogwarts she was also known to have established a house elf contingent that allowed house elves a safe place to work where they wouldn't be mistreated or harmed and you know in typical founding father fashion slave labor <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Let's bring those house elves in. You know, help me in the kitchen. They're good. They're good house elves. Good
1: help. <laughs> she did, didn't she? <laughs> I can't handle you. So much for the Hufflepuffs being like the most peaceable people.
0: I mean, <laughs> given so given her time. Man, but I thought it was dark when Gryffindor was just throwing Cruciatus curses at people. I Hufflepuffs over here using house elves for all of her dirty work.
2: I mean, to be fair, I would probably rather be a house elf in Hogwarts than be a house elf for a Malfoy.
0: And maybe that was maybe that was the the idea in mind. Some of
1: those um. house elf masters were very
0: kind to their house elves.
2: Yeah, but it's I mean again it's slavery. It's like <laughs> 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 yep. yeah. who is, doesn't really who work. The does NBA it? Owner? <laughs> yeah. Who
0: was the NBA owner? The guy that was the owner of the clippers that got in a lot of trouble a couple of years ago because he got recorded and he was like, Oh, I love black
1: people.
0: Oh, oh. I don't know, some old some old guy. <laughs> I, <laughs> I,
1: give them, I, I give them I give them money imagine. and houses and food.
0: That's pretty much all of <laughs> them, meanwhile right? he was raising their prices and rent. Hey, yeah.
1: he was he was dating a woman of
0: color though, who was 40 years younger than him. <laughs> <laughs> but she was known to have a knack for charms, especially those relating to food, like Abby had said. You know, she's just like Cy Robertson, the macgyver of cooking. Bring her a piece of bread, coconut, kabaya mustard what? greens. You know, pig's feet, pine cones, woodpecker. Should make you a good chicken pot pie.
2: Woodpecker? <laughs> woodpecker. Bring the woodpecker to the
1: kitchen? I think the proper way to cook it. Pie.
0: I think the proper way to cook woodpecker is just woodpecker to, just to fry pie. the whole thing. You know, just you eat the beak and it's crunchy.
2: <laughs> it's like, and uh, it's always sunny when uh, Charlie's like, can I have my chicken sandwich with the beak on the side? <laughs> 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 like charlie you don't have to eat the beak <laughs>
0: <laughs> but many of her recipes are still being used today especially at hogwarts during some of the bigger feasts that go on at the throughout the year maybe for the christmas feast or end of the year feast pulling out her old recipe books and it might also explain why the hufflepuff common room was closest to the kitchen
2: oh for sure
0: You know, you got to be able to get to your spinach puffs in a hurry. (laughs) You don't want to be like Drunken Emperor's (laughs) New Groove and wind up with burnt spinach puffs.
2: My spinach puffs.
0: (laughs) 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 Donald Sterling. Donald Sterling. There you go. That's his name. (laughs) Is he still alive? Ten years later. (laughs) He is. I mean, he looks like he's being held together by duct tape and makeup, but. So like other um, founding fathers, her portrait can be found throughout Hogwarts grounds. I do not know exactly where it was housed in Hogwarts, um, but I did find that it was at Hogwarts, at least until the 1980s, which it doesn't mention why it would ever have been removed from Hogwarts grounds. I don't know. Maybe there was some sniffing going on around all the Huffpuff kids. Is that why I had to get greased up going through the larder to get into the common room? Oh, oh! all right. All right, everybody. (laughs) Time to get your grease on. Oh, gosh. Why was it the voice? (laughs) (laughs) Time to get all lathered up. Why does she sound like a lunch lady? (laughs) (laughs) You gave her lunch lady voice. Your you kids want the sausage. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> uh, like a...
2: Uh, uh, who was, like, the bad lady on the show Recess? Uh, oh, yeah,
0: Miss um, uh, Yeah, Miss <laughs> But her portrait does reveal a plump, round woman with red hair. You know, your girl had some curves. <laughs> maybe a little homey, Maybe a little homely for sure. Oh. Homie, but you know, little, but you, yeah, hey, hey, you know what Phil Robertson once said just because she's a little homely, that's all right. <laughs> Is that when he's like, <laughs> under the dark of night, <laughs> <laughs> under the dark of night, it don't matter what you look like? <laughs> <laughs> I like it because she creates a divot in the bed. I know that's where she'll oh. be. <laughs> oh.
2: Oh. Oh. Gotta. Got to find
0: them when they're young. Good set of hips and a good hand in the kitchen. You'll be happy, happy, happy.
2: (laughs) Poor Helga.
0: (laughs) But it really shouldn't be any surprise, really, that she'd be good in the kitchen. Um, When you take a closer look at her name, Hufflepuff, you break it down, Huff is kind of relating to like a breath i would say um being able to breathe and then also puff not the kind of not you know not the california puff or the colorado puff (laughs) but puff is actually can be attributed to an old english term for pastry and so literally (laughs) oh gosh i thought you were saying (laughs) (laughs) When you said when you said puff was an old English expression for something, I was like, oh
2: no! I, know, I was like, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> oh
0: no, it's not making the cut.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but literally, when you break her name down, I was—I mean, take it as you will. You know, take it or leave it. Her name breaks down and in, down into basically, she lives and breathes cooking.
2: Yeah.
0: Does that Check make sense?
2: Mm-hmm. Checks out?
0: I don't know. That's how I That's how I interpret it, at least. Helga even can be kind of looked at as far as why her name was picked out as Helga. Um, I think J.K. Rowling probably had a thing going with the letters of the name. You look at Godric Gryffindor, G.G., G., Salazar Slytherin, S.S., S., Helga mm-hmm. Hufflepuff, H.H., H., Rowena Ravenclaw, R.R. R. But Helga can also... It's 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 an old Norse name, and I guess it comes from some kind of tribe from Norse mythology, Norse history Um, and Scandinavia. Yeah, yeah. And so Helga is supposed to mean like holy or blessed, and it comes from Mm. this old Norse Helge um, that I I would assume is kind of like a tribe or some kind of region um, from Norse history and their symbol was a badger? Huh. Wow.
2: See, this is very interesting to me because I always assumed Helga was a German name. That's yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, and I'm, you know that I was region she's not. That region is kind of, you know, it's all that I mean, they're all very similar in dialect, I would think. Mhm. Yeah, those boundary lines were changing. I thought that she was, you know, for sure Scandinavian. You hear the no. name, Helga? Well, and here's the other thing, too. So she has this name from, you know, o- Old Norse history or background. Mm-hmm. But she's actually a Welshman. Mm-hmm. And you know the saying. I think I I'm not Welshman. about to like
2: what I'm hearing. I am a Welshman.
0: And <laughs> in it. Wales,
1: we love to sing. We love to sing.
2: <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs>
1: yes. What was that song we used to sing? <laughs>
0: Which I'm actually not positive if that's a real saying or not, or if that's actually fact that there's a lot of there's a big tradition of singing in Wales. But um so Rob and I's father's mentor in his line of profession was from Wales and that's mm-hmm. what he always said was mm-hmm. I am a Welshman. Yep, yep, in my name's love to sing. <laughs> I always liked his accent. It was so pleasant. And then he would go on singing some of the most ear piercing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say they sang good, but they loved it. The he
0: thing. was he was a great he was a great singer. It's just was. It was charisma. It was the charisma for him. You <laughs> would go on to have the most ear gut wrenching kind of hymns. ship ahoy. This was the 90s. And I was like, man, I've never heard anybody sing like this before. <laughs> but um, so overall, you know, I was a little disappointed, honestly, when I was exploring her history and records because nothing really makes Helga Hufflepuff stand out as this awesome, powerful witch. It's it's noted that she was, you know, apparently a really good cook. Which is
1: nice. <laughs> Is nice that's power it's nice but when you
0: go through a resume it's not like there's anything that shows oh clearly that's the person we want to bring in to teach our kids and establish mm-hmm. the best wizarding school there ever was um
2: kindness goes sometimes a very long way
0: <laughs> and she was a very dear friend of rowena ravenclaw and i don't know maybe she had a really good reference
2: maybe it's sometimes not your talents but who you know <laughs>
0: Mm hmm. Maybe who, you know, well, I, I look at uh, her in Ravenclaw and I kind of see one side where you have Helga Hufflepuff, who does seem to kind of conform to a lot of, uh, you know, kind of the cultural stereotypes or the cultural roles of women. You know, she's she's like proficient in food magic, which mm-hmm. apparently is a thing. Um, I'm surprised she's not Scandinavian, but maybe her ancestry is Anglo-Saxon. Maybe that's it. Uh, you know, maybe the Germanic people who came over to Great Britain. Maybe that's where she gets her name from. Uh, But then you look at Rowena Ravenclaw and you look at somebody who kind of uh, goes against those cultural norms. Uh, So I think it's a very nice, uh, very nice balance there that they, that you have these two friends who have very different, uh, very different roles, very different dispositions.
2: For sure.
0: And, And like I said, she was known to be an excellent master of charms she was, I, I. If I'm remembering correctly, she was the one that enchanted Godric Gryffindor's hat to later become known as the Sorting Hat, which has stood the test of time. Mm-hmm. um But I don't know. It's just like when I think of somebody who should be a founding father, and I'm sure that J.K. Rowling was probably like, okay. I talked a little bit about like the name stuff. So like G G S S R R H H. Yeah, the alliteration. I'm sure Stanley level alliteration. I'm sure that she also was like, okay, for the founding fathers, there needs to be two males, two girls. I don't know, maybe not. But very progressive for the 10th century. Very progressive.
2: Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Especially when you got Salazar sitting across the table from you. <laughs> I don't know why right. I always picture Salazar as a Spanish man.
1: Uh. <coughs> My name is a Salazar Slippery.
2: <laughs> but I you feel have like... like a little Salvador Dali mustache or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Outside of charms and cooking food, it also appears Helga was also a remarkable liar. Though, now I'll tell you why: the cup mm-hmm. of Helga Hufflepuff, right? This cup was made by Hufflepuff herself. It's, it's beautiful. It's shining gold with two finely wrought handles on each side. And engraved on it is this picture of a badger. And I like to think this badger is like standing on top of a rock. You know, like head up, chin, chin up, looking out into the distance. Mounted on this rock.
2: Do you think she'd be the type that would like go with a classic little like badger that looks cuddly like the English badgers? Or do you think she'd want like a honey badger?
0: Oh, no. This is this badger is definitely sitting up there on Pride Rock, one paw on the rock, one paw in the air, like it's about to swat at something. And behind that badger on Pride Rock is the actual lion owner of Pride Rock (laughs) (laughs) that the badger just fought. (laughs) But here's the kicker, though. So the cup is said that it has it has contained in it some sort of magical properties, but any enchantments placed on the cup have yet to be discovered by anybody else outside of Helga herself. So essentially, it's just some fancy cup that has been passed down from generation to generation through the centuries, and it eventually gets into the hands of Hepsiba Smith, who is the last confirmed descendant of Helga Hufflepuff, but... It is kind of mentioned that she does have other family members um, in the series, so there may be somebody else that's further down in the line, um, but we aren't made aware of what that person's name is. We do know that there is another Smith at Hogwarts during the time that Harry is at Hogwarts, and that person is also sorted into Hufflepuff. Anybody know the name?
2: Zachariah Smith?
0: Zacharias Smith Smith. hot dog so Zacharias I believe was Harry's year at Hogwarts he was sorted into Hufflepuff and he was also with uh he was also one of the founding members of Dumbledore's army I guess not founding members but he was one of the members in Dumbledore's army while Harry was training everybody to prepare for battle
2: if I remember correctly, he was kind of a bee. Yeah, especially in the books. Like, no, what did
0: he do? What did he do?
2: So, like, he was the one that was kind of trying to, like, um, like, he drug his feet almost to join, like, uh, the Dumbledore's army, right? And yeah, it's like and everyone was, was told, worried he was going to rat him out. He was told very specifically in, uh, what was it, the Hog's Head, that if you don't want to be here, you don't have to be here. Yeah. And they shut mm. up. Yeah. He's kind of a little weenie
0: doesn't sound so he very was a Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff, yeah, doesn't sound like <laughs> very Hufflepuff to me, doesn't,
2: <laughs> doesn't sound very loyal. Right? <laughs> so, I had read something fairly recently that was talking about like how a lot of Hufflepuffs, you know, because they're perceived as loyal, like you know, they've got to be super friendly and welcoming, but they were the parallel was being drawn where it's like that's not always true, and it pointed out Zachari- Zachariah Smith but also like when cedric um you know like was chosen to be a uh, what's the correct term
0: a champion contestant a champion. champion
2: um like how quickly like the hufflepuffs really kind of turned on harry and you know it's like they're loyal but it's like they're loyal to yeah they're loyal to Ch- cedric they're like lo- you know so it's not like open loyalty it's like an earned loyalty you know mm
0: mm-hmm. mhm yeah, freaking Hannah Abbott with her diagonal face. <laughs> Hannah Abbott with her Picasso hey, head.
2: Her Picasso Aunt head.
0: <laughs> so it's <laughs> theorized. What
2: a strange burn to give this Picasso head.
0: <laughs> so it's theorized that Zachariah Smith could be a further descendant of Helga Hufflepuff. That's not confirmed, but. When you look at the names, you have Zacharias and you have Hephzibah. Both are biblical names. Um, both names found in the Bible. They're both Smith, obviously. So it could it could have some kind of correlation.
2: I would just like to point out that Smith is the most common it is. white person name. It it is.
0: Is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but how many Smiths are over at Hogwarts? You know what I'm saying? Well, they Probably are a lot.
2: Yeah. I like so I, <laughs> a lot.
0: I like the idea that all Smiths in the world are related to Hufflepuff.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hufflepuff wasn't just unselective in her students at Hogwarts, if you know what I mean. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you know?
0: She Hey, she got Roger the Roger
2: Gryffindor duelled with a uh, Muggles, so
0: overall though, I kind of felt like I was a little wanting after going through everything, because I feel like, I don't know, I feel like Cedric Diggory or Newt Scamander has so much more on their resume or could have offered more. And maybe that's just the benefit of hindsight, you know, um, maybe that's just because I'm sure that there were plenty of other noteworthy Hufflepuffs throughout the millennia that we could compare and contrast. But, you know, I don't know. I feel like if it was like Newt Scamander, bless him. If he was just born a thousand years earlier. Would have been a great housebound. A
2: thousand years earlier.
0: Now, we didn't talk really much about uh, much about Hufflepuff's cup, but that is the relic that was passed down within the family all the way to Hepzibah Smith before it was stolen by Tom Riddle. Mm-hmm. Um, what I, I do love on the Wikipedia page for Helga Hufflepuff, under her picture, it just says, Helga Hufflepuff with her cup. (laughs) Sounds like the most Hufflepuff thing you've ever seen. It's like there's nothing special about that cup. It's literally just a cup. Nobody in a thousand years has figured out what this cup's magical properties are. It's not even like a self-filling cup, like a cup that never goes empty. The most magic that that cup has ever seen is when Voldemort turned it into a Horcrux.
1: Thanks, you guys, for joining us for this episode of the Slug Club Podcast. If you like the conversation and you want to hear more, you can find the Slug Club Podcast on Spotify or also on Apple Podcasts. If you want to join in on the conversation and give us ideas for new conversations, new podcast episodes, you can follow us on our social media at the Slug Club on Instagram or on Facebook. We'll see you guys later, but until then, mischief managed.
2: The Slug Club podcast is a creative discussion between Harry Potter fans and has no affiliation whatsoever with Warner Brothers, JK Rowling, or any of their affiliates. All opinions expressed in the Slug Club podcast are completely our own.